When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. these games are in the second period the wild and the maple leafs are tied one one matthews and freddie gaudreau have the goals 35 on the season now for austin matthews the devil's taking it to the penguins it is 5-1 dawson mercer has scored his 12th of the season 2-1 columbus leading the panthers oilers will play the panthers saturday morning nine o'clock face-off show Puck will drop at 10.30 here on 6.30. Ched and the Rangers lead the Capitals one zip. Zibanejad has his 20th. Remember, coming up later, it's an 8 o'clock start. Flames at Canucks. Calgary has won 10 straight. They're going after a franchise record 11th consecutive victory. Also, Stars and Predators. Uh, well, Rene's getting his number retired there. That's pretty cool. Bruins at Seattle. And the Islanders will play the San Jose Sharks. Oil Kings in action tomorrow. We're going to preview that game and talk a little bit about their season with assistant coach uh, Luke Pierce. Here's, he's going to join us between 7 and 7.30. I think the first time we're having uh, Luke on the show. So we'll get to know him a little bit as well. Well, pleased to welcome back to the show. He's our weekly guest, powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now an analyst with the NHL on Rogers. It is Kelly Rudy. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Reading yourself? I'm doing very well. It's great to have you on the show. Interesting times here in the uh, in the hockey world, and cer- uh, certainly in Alberta. We got some of the... <laughs> <laughs> the biggest storylines uh, yeah. going on around the league. And I want to talk to you about the Flames as we move along. But let, let's start with the Oilers because uh, I thought a very controlled, detailed, composed game last night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But you don't get points for trying hard. Uh, and Mike Smith's under uh, a lot of questions about Smith. I mean, had a tough game against Minnesota. Granted, the whole team did. So I think that's a different story. But I know, you know, Rob and I had la- last night had calls about the quality of the goals. Should he even had them? You know, at one point he had six saves on nine shots. You've seen some of those plays. What were you thinking watching them? Well, first of all, it it's not easy to watch. Uh, and uh, then to watch the highlights again and sort of go through it and sort of dissect the, the goals. Um, I just thought, uh, for last night, anyways, the, the Braden Point goal was one that... Uh, just from playing that position, I'd like that one uh, back. There, it's you know, it's an untimely goal to give up. You know, you're kind of struggling a little bit. You know, you've got to make a key save at the right time. And for me, that one was uh, the the save he needed to make. What did you guys think? Well, Brownie and I talked more about the uh, the Stamkos goal because it came. I mean, yeah. McDavid had tied it, and then it's 14, 15 seconds left in the period, and Stamkos scores. And we recognized it was deflected. 
Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you and I, at least once or twice a season, go over the whole goalie approach yeah. about being down and then a shot goes yeah. up over your shoulder, right? Yeah. Um, in that case, I think uh, you have to sort of forgive the goaltender in that one if it hits somebody's stick, right? Just because you're not guarding against that. And even though that's a what I think a, a troublesome spot to score on, and it's an epidemic around uh, the hockey world, not just the National Hockey League, but everywhere you go, um, that it's just too easy of a goal to give up, especially with the quality of shooters in today's game. But having said that, you're not guarding against protecting that spot when you don't know that it's going to hit somebody's stick. That's just a bad break to me. And so I get the timing again. That's a similar thing to what I said about the Braden Point goal. But uh, but more overall, just generally, uh, you just need better goaltending. And it's got to be on a consistent basis. So one of the things that has always kind of puzzled me, though, when you don't get goaltending, that sort of affects everybody in the lineup and th- their confidence becomes a little bit shaken and they, you know, they say that, you know, they, they lose their trust in the goaltender, but it never works the other way around. Does it like if, if my team in front of me sucks, I don't just automatically hang my head and have a bad game because th- they're not pulling up, uh, pulling their weight. Right. I- I've never understood that. Uh, and I'm not suggesting that happened last night. I'm just saying in general terms, that's what you always hear from players. And uh, it has always been, a point of contention for me that why is it this this is only a one-way street if if our uh if our team struggles mightily in the first 10 minutes of the second period do i get a chance to molt do i can i hang my head and point at those guys say come on you guys have to be better but if but if they recognize there's something that i'm doing wrong or if i'm off oh boy hey listen how, how can you expect me to be good I, you know listen look at the goaltending what do you expect from me and so it, that has always bothered me as you can tell because it, uh, i gave you a pretty good rant there but i, I used to get really <laughs> bothered by that and uh, we'd get in the car my wife and i would get in the car after the game and then i'd say something similar you know yeah i get it i'm struggling a little bit right now but not all eyes have to be uh, on me in the dressing room well, that's because it's not fair, Kelly. Like goaltender, you 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 pick that position. You you do you pick this position where you do something different than everybody else on the ice and wear all this goofy equipment. What do you expect? Oh man, Reed, and you know that early. Like as you remember, I didn't start playing till uh, goal till twelve. Well, hockey till I was twelve, and I learned pretty early on that if I let in a, a questionable goal, all eyes were on me and. And nobody pointed out the uh, the turnover in the other end that led to the break coming my way. So you figure that out early, and you have to be very accepting of that pressure. Well, you know, I, I've talked to Brownie about that. Like, I, I, we, I don't think we've sort of dived into it as much this year, but I've asked him in the past, what did you expect from your goaltender? And he always said, just be as good as the other guy. If you're as e- If you're even with the other guy, then whatever happens in the game is on is on the skaters no that's probably yeah. not fair either right but that's a, no, that's no. how said he that's how he always felt about his goaltender See, and that's a i find that's a logical way to look at it in fact i think every goaltender if they're honest will tell you what our mindset is when we get on the ice and the national anthem is going on and for me i would think about it during the game but certainly during the national anthem i'd look at the other guy and say kelly you have to outplay him tonight and that's, it's, it's that simple, right? It's a one-on-one battle. 
And if, if that plays out properly, you should have a pretty good chance. Now, not always, but sometimes uh, uh, you will outplay the other guy and still lose. Or that's just the game. That's just human nature. But uh, And the other thing is, um, I've always thought, and I certainly learned this in Los Angeles, just make the saves that you're supposed to make. You know, you, know, you don't have to make 14 grade A uh, saves. You just have to make the saves that you're supposed to make and then, in my opinion, that gives the guys confidence as well. Yeah, uh, it's 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 so funny though. I, I think was it Brian Burke that said it, or he maybe he was even going off what somebody else said. But yeah, he, he I think he said once the the sport almost shouldn't be called hockey; it should be called goaltending. Yeah, right? like that's right. Because so much of it can come down to that. It, it's and I've had some nights watching where I'm thinking you know it's almost hard to get a gauge on who the better team is because th this one guy yeah. you know, whoever it is is having such a bad night there's no way his team can win because he just can't stop the puck or control the puck and that's what i've always said reed and when i go uh speaking publicly and talk about playing goal that's one of the things that i say that once you you start playing it and you understand uh that position it it's intoxicating the feeling is intoxicating because you more so than anybody else on the ice can single-handedly determine the outcome of the game you know sometimes positively and sometimes negatively now there will be other players like uh, mcdavid and dry and and gretzky and messier and lemieux and uh, ovechkin certain guys throughout the history of the game that also i'm sure feel that exact same way but pretty much every single goaltender that plays he's in that league Kelly Rudy joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Okay, so somewhat out of necessity here with Duncan Keith injured, the Oilers have been playing with seven defensemen. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, it's been working, kind of balancing the ice time with some of the inexperienced guys. I I think they're all working pretty hard, and Nima yeah. Linen's brought his physical dimension and, and all that kind of other stuff. Did you play? Uh, I mean, at some point in your career, there must have been a stretch where a uh, coach yeah. used 7D a lot. 100%. And whether it's uh, through necessity and or just that's what he liked. Uh, I know Daryl Sutter is on record as saying that uh, during their, the, I, I can't believe or remember if it was 2012 or 2014 playoff uh, runs that at times during the playoffs that he liked to use 7D. And uh, it's also as a, uh, then it's hard to match your lines against the, the D because they're ro rotating in and out with certain partners. Now, I did check on wikipedia if this has any accuracy but i see in the finals he only used 6d in both years so um but i, I what i remember most about it reed if i happen to be the backup on during a game where we had 7d i knew i was gonna have all seven of them sit beside me at some point and complain they all hated it and and that was that was never an exception it D-men hate it because they don't get enough ice time, they don't think. Uh, some guys will play four minutes, and that's not enough. But, and guys that are used to playing 22 or so, they're down. And, and it's just, I don't think I would do it if I were a coach unless I was forced to do it. But I, I know even Kevin Bieks on our panel has talked about it. I've heard it for years. Uh, I, I heard it from guys like Rob Blake and all the great ones. that I like to play as much, and in fact, they they never wish that a guy gets injured, but they're certainly not disappointed when a D-man goes out in the game and we're down to five because then they're going to get tons of ice time and they stay in the game physically and mentally. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, 
Well, again, to bring Rob into it, he he said as a forward, he would love it the nights they had 7D because now there's an extra forward spot. Yep. That's gonna right. So some of the forwards are going to play a little more. I, I think with this group of Oilers forwards, I mean, Nurse is still playing pretty much his normal ice time. So yeah. I hope kind of the younger four guys are thinking, well, I might not be in the NHL at all <laughs> if yeah, it wasn't right. 70. So I hope that's the approach yeah. they're having. It's, it, I totally agree with that, Reed. But I, I got to go back to the comments you hear when you're a backup. Now, you don't hear these same things when you're a starter and playing a ton because the guys don't have a chance to sit beside you and complain. But, for instance, now if we're in the uh, – depending on what, what bench we're in, what building and so on, now if you're sitting on the forward side – and uh, the coach starts mixing up lines. Oh, my gosh, do you ever hear that? What's this coach doing? He, I love playing with these other two guys, and the coach is an idiot, and, you know, why does he always do this? And and I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> this is so normal to hear this, and they all do it. The, you know, I don't know if they'd fess up to it, but they all do it, and the backup goalie hears it all the time. That's awesome. The, yeah, you got to be a bit of a uh, sounding board, I guess, if you're the backup. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. <laughs> okay, uh, before I let you go, I, I mentioned that Alberta is kind of a hot spot for stories right now, and the Calgary Flames are hot. They've tied a club record with 10 in a row. Um, 11 straight is a possibility tonight against the Canucks. Uh, Steinberg was on my show the other night, and he was just mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I mean, I, he was almost in disbelief. Uh, yeah, right. That, that they're just looking so good. Uh what are you seeing for the Flames? I don't want to ask if they're for real because I think that's stupid. I think they are yes, for they real, are. but you know what I mean. Yeah. There's a there's yeah. an upper echelon that teams are trying to stay in, right? Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, I still give uh, them credit for starting the games. Uh, opening face-off, they're great. I, I've always said that about Sidney Crosby. One of the greatest of all time, and he never eased himself into a game. Every basically every first shift of every game that Crosby has played has been spectacular and and he sets the tone for everybody and that's what the Flames are doing they start really well they get a lot of early leads uh, very much like they were in October and November until uh, they got hit badly by COVID and then that went away for a while but now they're back to that they have no weak links and I think maybe one of the best things in their last two games is that they're really close so they went on that early part of this run they were blowing everybody away right it wasn't even close they're scoring five six goals a game and that's fantastic and it's great to go through a stretch like that but you know it's not going to last so i think the last two games they beat seattle and winnipeg those are the real tests right when you're in one goal games and you've got to find a way to deliver and and uh, and they have done that so they're passing a lot of tests uh and and right now they're getting uh for the most part really solid goaltending uh markstrom he's not facing a lot of shots like last game monday afternoon i believe he faced 22 and it wasn't until the final four or five minutes he had another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The most dangerous chances from Winnipeg, and so we made those saves. But other than that, they're, they're uh, just solid top to bottom. 
Kelly, this is uh, always great to have you on the show. If uh, if people didn't enjoy this segment, it's all your fault. <laughs> I'm a goaltender. I can take it, Reed. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Kelly. Kelly Rooney checking in tonight. Uh, it was a good segment, of course. Uh, courtesy of Sentinel Storage Shop, Canadian Store, Canadian Try Four Weeks Free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Are we too hard on goalies? Is that what Kelly is saying? Tell you what, uh, I believe we got Jim on the line. Jim will get to you after the break. It's 780-496-0063 if you want to talk to me back in a couple of minutes. discussion tonight about Mike Smith, Miko Koskinen, Stuart Skinner, Oilers goaltending. What's going to happen? Is it good enough? Where are we going here? We'll go to the Certainty Hotline with Jim. Jim, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hey, Reid. Good evening. So, I'm a long-time Oilers season ticket holder patron. I've been going to the game since I've been five years old and 72. Oh, cool. And I've gone from caring to I'm not sure if the word is contempt or I watch Oilers games right now like a car accident. So the Oilers, they had an opportunity to sign Markstrom this year, maybe. But Holland was unwilling to give Markstrom six years. So is it fair to say that they've made their own bed? Well, Markstrom chose to go to Calgary before before last year. Sure, could have got more money here, took an extra year with Calgary. Uh, I think when you say that the Oilers make their own bed, well, I think there's been a lot of personnel decisions uh, over the years. I don't think it just boils down to the Markstrom situation. Well, it boils down to the goalie situation. That's fair to say. And um, we've got error upon error. Nicholson signed Koskinen, and then fired Shirelli three days later? Yeah, around then, yep. So you've got an owner that bewildered power to Nicholson. For no, there was no rush, no need to give Koskinen three years. I, didn't, I don't see any other team two years ago wanting Koskinen. So you could have been a hard negotiator and said three million, two years, take it or leave it. That would have given us some cap flexibility this year and possibly the option of booking another goaltender. Sure. Yeah, Jim, I, I, I don't mean to cut you short here. I just, I guess I, I want to ask you this point because I think, I feel like you're rehashing some things we've been over. Yep. So if you have, like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to mock you, like, but are you no, calling please, me just for, are, are you calling me just for therapy's sake or are you close no, to walking just, away from being just, a fan? Like, where, where I, are you I at? I think I'm, I'm not walking away being a fan. I'm now watching from afar and in, unfortunately enjoying the Oilers' failure. And that's sad. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that, Jim. I appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We also have Ron from Red Deer checking in tonight. Ron, uh, I got about 80 seconds for you. Go ahead. All right. That long. Um, there's one positive. I'm a positive speaker. Um, the millions come off the, the book for the end of the year. And it's all, you know, Calgary's going for their uh, team record tonight for 11 straight wins. And literally, we all know 
But at the same time, I have to kind of give kudos to Ken for not selling the farm. That's all I have to say. And I was. I also got one more question. Reed, does does the Oilers have a separate analytical scouting department for goalies? I'll listen to your comments. Uh, as far as I know, they don't. They have. Uh, I, I. They got the Mahi brothers, and I. As far as I know, they do all the analytics. I don't think, to my knowledge, they don't have anything separate just for goaltending. I think it's all one department. Good question, though. All right, appreciate it. Uh, and I should say, I do appreciate uh, Jim's call. Um, I, I guess, I mean, you could call me whatever you want, but I, I mean, I've had people call me over the years to tell me they they don't care about the team um, or they don't want to be fans anymore, which, which it's fine if you say that, but I've always felt that, you know, if, if you're calling a radio show to tell people you don't care about something, you probably actually do care about it. That's just my experience. But maybe I'm dumb. All right, we got the 7 o'clock news and weather coming up. Oil Kings assistant coach Luke Pierce in the next half hour. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.